0: Hello, and welcome to my podcast, God Over Drugs Ministry, Season 1, Episode 1 of Restoration. I named this Episode 1 and Season 1 because it's going to be the first season of Restoration. We're going to talk about things... That are here to restore you how can we restore our lives through jesus christ how we feel about oneself and what we've done when we were out in the world as opposed to who we are now and how god restored us we're going to talk about guilt about unforgiveness about being transparent We're going to dig really deep, and this is going to be a really, really good season one of restoration. So I pray that if there's any one of you who are dealing with personal guilt, with how you handled being a parent when you were out drinking or using or when you were younger, and your kids were younger how you were as a parent the mistakes you made which once again i like to emphasize mistakes now usually when one is using and out partying and out being free with our bodies and our mind and not caring who touches us what we put in our body What we ingest, what we drink. It's usually because we don't love ourselves. So just understand that in some cases, don't be too hard on yourself because you yourself didn't even love yourself. So therefore, how are you going to be able to love your children? And by far, This is not a cop-out. I'll be the first to tell you I'm very, very transparent. And I'm not afraid to throw out there what I'm guilty of, what I've done in my past, what mistakes I've made. Because without transparency, without truth, you can't walk the walk with our Lord and Savior. You need to be cleansed, cleansed of all of this before we ourselves can help another person before we ourselves can help bless another person and be used as a vessel of God. So always remember that, you know, many of us, uh, such as myself, I would go out drinking and partying and not really care who I ended up with that night. I was more prideful that I had that control that I myself could say who and when and how and why. Not even why, I didn't care why. It was a control and a pridefulness that I had because a lot of times as children, when you're being abused sexually, physically, verbally, we have no control over that. We're little, these, Parents, relatives, friends seem gigantic to us. They're like our Goliath, and we're little David. Yet you know how that ended, and it could end that way for you too. It can be decades later. It could be days later. But you will triumph over this if you allow God to heal your past so that you can love and feel love and give love and allow love just to take over and just love the feeling that you're feeling. Many of us think that love is someone that holds us after after we're with them sexually. Oh, oh, He loves me. She loves me. They hold me after. And some people, even though they're being used physically, they don't see it that way because they're so happy that somebody's finally wrapping their arms around them. Someone's finally holding them. And it's it's incredible how I sit back now saved for six years sober for six years and I sit back now and I think what in the world was I thinking back then what was I thinking the decisions that I made blow my mind now for any of you who have social media such as Facebook Pretty sure you're all aware of the memory aspect of it. When, let's say, January 1st, 2000, let's just say that's the date today. If you look in your memories, it'll take you back up to 10 years and maybe even more. I've only had mine 10 years, so that's why I say 10. But it'll take you back to exactly what were you writing. What did you write? What did you post that same day, years back, or a decade back? And when that happens, I am just blown away at the things that I would write on my post. Humiliating things that I really didn't realize that it was affecting my kids. They're already in their 20s, I mean. And I'm acting like a 20 year old myself and, and being prideful and boasting when all in all, I'm making myself look very ignorant. And uh, I was just appalled at everything, at how different we see things, how God gives us 2020 vision and we're able to see things for what they are. We're able to hear things for what they are. I was living in a facade filled with lies and torment and alcohol and promiscu- being promiscuous and drugs, smoking, just a, a life, a facade. It wasn't even real. It was all so i say it wasn't real because mentally i wasn't not there i was absent when i would be with somebody i'd be partying yet my mind wasn't there and for sure my heart wasn't there because in the back of my mind i'd be thinking of my past i'd be thinking of traumas i'd be thinking of other situations and especially When it came to partnering up with somebody, to being uh, sexual, Um, my mind would take me somewhere else and my heart as well. So basically, I was just an empty shell of myself. And until now, I can literally say I'm who I am. I am this person, this is who I am. These are my real feelings. This is really how I think. This is really how I see things. And I wouldn't change it for anything. I've had more fun being sober than I've ever had in my life, partying. And you may think that you're having fun and you may think because you're laughing, you know, there's a reason that it's called spirits, that alcohol is called spirits. There's a reason that we say, man, I wouldn't have done that if I was sober. Oh, I slipped with him? I slipped with her? What? I would have never done that if I hadn't drank. Or man, after I did those lines of coke and meth, or smoked that joint, it made me want to be with somebody, no matter who it was, I didn't care. What does that tell you? That these drugs, that this alcohol alters our minds. It alters our minds, our emotions. And we regret everything the next day, yet the damage is done. And I'll admit it's much harder for women as opposed for men. Men use it as pridefulness and bragging. And women get labeled as well, you know, the explicits. And being used and worthless now. Used goods. And it's sad. Because in our minds, we thought we were in control. We thought we could choose and say who and what, like I said earlier, but yet, it's all a lie of the devil. It's all a facade we're living in. It's not real at all. And it's crazy how I would put up a post back in the day of how I chugged almost the whole case by myself how I was with this person and this person and this person in the night Uh, being boastful and bragging because they were half my age and I I had it like that when now I couldn't even fathom 1% of 1% of being like that Uh, that's not anything of who I am That's not what I envision as love. That's not what I envision as being a good, healthy, classic person. But that's what we do when we're under the influence. That's what we do when we're under those spirits. Once they enter our body, we're no longer ourselves. We become vulnerable. Our defenses are down. We do things we would never have done had we been sober. So really pay attention. It's all there in black and white. Yet we don't think of it that way. We're too busy having fun, quote unquote, which we know is not fun. When we really think about it, when we're sober the next day or next week, and you sit there and think, all the things you did at that party. Shame, guilt comes into play. And that starts storing up just like a file. It starts storing up until it gets so high that it chokes you. But we continue to do it. Why? Because that's what we think Being the man is. Being a strong woman is. Being in charge. When we're nothing like that. When I got saved, my whole life changed. My blinders were off. The cobwebs in my eyes were gone. Dusted off by God's love and God's presence. I no longer needed alcohol. I knew who I needed and always needed was God. I stopped craving alcohol, cigarettes, meth, and started craving God's word every single day of every single minute of every day, should I say, I was craving God. I had to be reading, listening, or watching. Anything that had to do with God, you crave Him because He gives you a love like you've never ever felt in your entire life. Love that you were denied as a child. Love that you always wish would have been from dad, from mom, but it never was. Which led us to sleep with this person, this person. Be around people who were only using us and paying just so they would hang out with us. Because basically when you pay for everything, you're paying just for them to hang out with you. They really want you in their life, they're gonna be paying the cost. They're gonna be treating you with respect. Or if they do pay the cost, there's gonna be a cost. Which is sleeping with them, which is they're gonna throw it in your face later on. So you're gonna end up paying with interest. Those aren't friends. God is our friend, He's always been there. He doesn't trick you or lie to you like the devil who sits there waiting, as the scripture says, like a lion just waiting to devour us when we're at our weakest point point. and what's our weakest point when we're drunk when we're high when we're stoned when we're feeling down and what do our friends say of the world you know you call up your friend hey you know I just broke up with such and such I'm really hurting oh don't worry about it we're gonna go out tonight It's Friday night and we're going to drink up and we're going to forget about them. You're not even going to remember their name and we're going to go find you somebody else just so you could teach them a lesson. That's the advice we get from friends of the world. But what do you get from God when you speak to Him, when you're praying to Him at night with all this pain and this hurt? For one, you're not going to feel it like you felt it when you were of the world because God protects our heart. First and foremost, that is what God protects, our heart. He's in our heart. Therefore, He's not going to allow you to hurt the way you would hurt when you were of the world. So always know that. He'll give us discernment. So before these things happen, and you're going to get hurt, He's going to be throwing things at you. He's going to let you know. He's going to speak to you. If you have a good relationship with Him. If you pray every day. If you walk the walk, not just talk the talk, and are God-like. He will give you a heads up of what is to come. So you can prepare yourself and be stronger. But you gotta choose God. You gotta pick up that Bible instead of that phone. You gotta call on God instead of your friend, who probably isn't even your friend. If you feel like any of this hit home with you, if you feel like you understand where I'm coming from and you're tired of living that life right now, please bow your heads wherever you are. I would like to pray for you. Oh, Heavenly Father, first and foremost, Lord, we thank you for another day of life, for another day with our families, Father God, another day to serve you. Heavenly Father, for those that are saved, Father God, we thank you for no longer having to walk in that darkness. We thank you for showing us what real love is, which is the only thing you can give us. Agape, love, real Christ-like love. Thank you for allowing me to feel that every time I pray, every time I lift my arms up, Father God. And I want that for my brothers and sisters who are listening and their families, Father God, wherever they are. I pray for them, Father God, that they get closer to you, that they build a relationship with you, Father God, and no longer go to a bar, no longer go to enemies that are dressed up as our friends, those wolves in sheep's clothing, Father God, that can't wait to get to us and feed us alcohol and drugs We think it's great because we're getting it for free, Heavenly Father, but we know there's a high, very high cost we have to pay. So, Heavenly Father, I pray that you touch each and every one of my listeners as their heads are bound, Father God. As they're bound down, Father God, I pray, Lord, that you lay your mighty, beautiful hand on their head right now, Father God. Let them feel Your love, Father God. Let them feel your presence, Father God. I pray that you give them that love, that you pour that agape love in them right now, Father God. Heavenly Father, I pray that you remove any PTSD they may have, Father God, that caused them to be this way. I pray, Father God, that you remove each and every craving that makes them want to reach out to that alcohol. To pick up that straw and do that line, that pipe. Whatever it is, Father God, that they're consuming to distort themselves, to believe that they're leaving this earth for a minute and leaving their, their bad life behind, leaving their stress behind. Well, which we know it's a lie, Father God, because the next morning, when you realize everything you did, you may have lost everything with that one night. So Heavenly Father, I pray that you guide my listeners, Father God, show them, Father God, speak to them, Father God. And I know you give us free will. I know you give us free will, Father God, but I'm gonna continue to work on each and every one of my listeners and guide them The way I was once guided to you, Father God, so that they may feel and know true agape love and they may change their life, Father God, and be able to instill this in their children. I thank you all for listening. I love you all. And most importantly, God loves you. You're not alone, you're worth something, you are valuable. You're here still on this earth for a reason, for a purpose. Ask God to show it to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening.